This episode of the Pre-Critique Grind podcast is brought to you by the Accepted System. The Accepted System is not just coaching, it's not just an online course, it's not a feel-good group, and it's definitely not your guidance counselor just giving you a few tips and sending you on it. This is a proven system that helps pre-PT students just like you get accepted into PT school without wasting time or money. The Accepted System has achieved acceptance for students with above and below 3.0 GPAs. Our system trains pre-PTs to think differently so that they can ultimately fulfill their dreams of becoming doctors of physical therapy despite their fears, low grades, and uncertainty of the future. The Accepted System is a do-it-with-you six-week program that teaches you our Accepted System method. To learn more, visit us at www.preptgrind.com and click I need to know more under the accepted system. We hope to help you achieve your dreams of getting into physical therapy school. Now enjoy the rest of the episode. Evening pre-PTs, how you guys doing? My name is Joseph Ngugi. I am one of the co-founders of Pre-PT Grind, which is a pre-physical therapy platform that is meant to help you as a pre-PT get into PT school without wasting time or money. Really collected from the conversations we've had with our students that are in the accepted system. I know y'all see the logo back there. Whether it's conversations we've had with them and we're like, whoa, these are things that we need to address with the other pre-PTs that are inside of this community. We do. And uh, we, we serve you at the highest level possible. And we have a lot of different ways to do that, whether you're doing it through this. So this is going to be a, a podcast as well on YouTube. Uh, or whether you want to work with us directly through the accepted system or any of our other coaching services to get you in. So, um, so that's it. Let's get this thing started. It should be letting Casey on. Let's see. Let's get it. Casey, how are you feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. How are you? I'm feeling great, brother. I'm feeling great, great, great. Uh, man, it was it was an interesting day. It was one of those days where it was more it was more grand pre PTs. I don't know how many of y'all have had any days recently where you felt like, man, like I'm putting in the work. Like you grind and then you just have a day where you're just like, yo, this, I just don't feel like me. I don't feel like my mojo's here. I was actually having one of those days today and my wife convinced me to go to the gym. We used to go work out a few times a week. She convinced me to go out there and literally right after that, I was locked in. I was like, okay, let's go. So I'm back to being myself. So find out what your outlet is, but we'll get to that. Tonight's topic is the three key skills, three key pre-PT skills that we would focus on mastering if we were reapplying today. So if Casey and I were currently pre-PTs, if we were applying in 2019 and we were applying right now, uh, we're going to share with you three key pre-PT skills that a lot of people really don't spend a lot of time on. And that's why we're sharing them with you. Um, and the, the reason being is just, just that like we're seeing what the difference is between students that are getting in and students that are stuck. Like there are certain, like, like it's not, it's not just by chance, Casey, is it? Like it's not like we're, we're literally watching them side by side and we're saying, okay, the ones that are crushing it have certain things, like success leaves clues. Success leaves clues. So the ones that are getting in have certain qualities that they have invested time in acquiring and the ones that are getting stuck, whether it's GRE, whether it's application, whether it's quitting, there's a lot of pre-PTs that are quitting. And that's why we're here to, 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 to make sure that you're, you're not seeing that as an option anymore if you really want this. And so let's share with you three keys. Let's start with number one. If you want to take notes, if you want to rewatch this later, do, do as you may. Man, man, good to see you. Number one, understanding how to use leverage.
advantage. Understanding how, as a pre-PT, to use leverage to my advantage. Now, if y'all think of leverage, like, okay, it's a heavy word. Because, oh my gosh, this is going to be so important to understand. So, so let me tell y'all what I think when I think leverage, right? When I think leverage, what I think is like almost like a seesaw. Like, or, or who played on a seesaw? Like, listen, we didn't have no iPads and all that. So, so we had to figure out how to, how to deal with seesaws, swings. Do swings still exist? Swings. Uh, dirt. Sounds uh, <laughs> so old. Yo, yo, seesaw days. You know the, the the most dangerous, the most dangerous piece of equipment in the playground. You know, no, no, no. The, the most dangerous piece of equipment in the playground. I don't know y'all if y'all remember this. You know the little like horse thing that was on a spring and it would just kind of go back and forth. Did y'all ever play with that? Listen, that was the most dangerous piece of equipment in the playground. Uh, period. Period. But but seesaws. All right, Paul says seesaw mastery was key. Yes, sir. Uh, man, man, having an upper hand, control over something, perfect. So I think of a seesaw. So on a seesaw, let, let's say my hand is is the center point for the seesaw, right? If I have a seesaw here, let's say I'm here and Casey's here. I'm heavier than Casey, right? So let's say my side is down. If Casey is sitting right here, does he have more chance? Is it easier for Casey to help me at if, if one is here and two is here, does he have more leverage or does he have more of an ability to pick me up if he's here, one, or if you believe it's here, two. So if I'm sitting right here, I'm heavier than Casey. So Casey is trying to lift me up. He's trying to get Joseph to, to, to get up in the air with his big self. Cool. So, so, so Casey can sit right here close to the center and I'm sitting here. He can sit right here and try to see if his weight will 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 lift me up, or he can sit further back. Which one? One or two? It's two, because two act like literally just by increasing the distance, it actually makes it easier. Did I get any lighter? Did I just like like take a little like a three month break and said, Hey Casey, chill here for three months. Chill here for three months. Let me go work out real quick and get real real skinny, and I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna be like. 25 pounds lighter, and then now you'll be able like, did I ask him to do that? No, it doesn't even make sense for me to do that. That's the hard way to do it. What case is that is he said, if I go back, I have more leverage to pick Joseph up. So why does this apply to that first point? The first point I said was understanding how to use leverage to my advantage. Did you know that as a pre-PT, you have certain things that you can leverage? Well, let's talk about them. Leveraging other people who are aware like, remember, we're talking as if we're pre-PTs applying again, right? So we would find people that we could leverage, people that had been exactly where we're trying to go. Well, one, it probably makes sense to find people that have been through PT school. So if I'm talking to somebody that's never been through the process, well, I don't know if their advice really holds much merit. I'm not leveraging them. Hmm. Maybe it's leveraging, like, people that are going through it right now that might be a little bit ahead of me. And knowing, oh, shoot, they actually submitted their PTCAS application. Like, what were they doing? What leverage does is it takes the same burden or the same weight of what you're experiencing right now, and it actually makes it easier. So if I'm leveraging other people, I can actually do things faster. So Casey right now, Casey and I have been out of PT school for how long, Casey? Like, roughly two years, right? You know, it's right. Much. So, so roughly two years. So in two years, Casey and I... Like, we do pretty well, <laughs> like, in terms of, like, how we live outside of what we do with our business. 
but but we also have this platform. We have other side hustles. Like I got I got my own family. I mean, we have certain things that we're doing. But the honest truth is, we didn't just like wake up one day and say, "Hey, let's just make it happen." No, no, no. We had to learn how to do all this. Building out frequency grind. We had coaches for that. We had to leverage the knowledge that it took them 10, 15, 20 years to learn, and they actually helped us do it much faster. I haven't been in the profession for 20 years. Casey has not either. So why are we able to do things that people are taking that long to understand? Well, the people that are doing it the hard way don't know how to leverage people that have gone ahead of them. So the first thing we would do is we would figure out who can we leverage. And so if you're listening right now, you're like, hmm, I haven't thought about it. Dang, okay. Okay. Ask yourself, are you really, are, are you making this too hard on it? Don't get me wrong. The work to getting into PT school is work. Like, do not let anybody deceive you of that. Don't let nobody tell you there's like a quick hack. Oh, uh, you do one, two, three, and you're in PT school. No, no, no. It's work. It's, it's, it's who? Do not. Like, let me say that twice, three times, so y'all hear that. But, are you making it harder on yourself than it needs to be? Most of the time when you're doubting yourself, most of the time when you have the fear of what could go wrong, time when you feel like it's just a, a, a crap show, it usually means you're not leveraging anything. It usually means you're relying on yourself or relying on people that are not helping you. I don't, I, I don't know if that's your family. Is that your family? Y'all, I love my family. I'm not talking about family with any ill will. I'm just talking about it in relation to you getting into PCQA. In relation to you getting into PT school, it might actually be holding you back. If every time something goes wrong with your grades, you're going back and talking to your parents, are they actually pushing? Now, listen, there are some phenomenal families that are actually pushing you towards what you want, which is amazing. But there's also a lot that are not. So you have to, like, ask yourself, is this a leveraging opportunity? Y'all got to put on your leverage goggles. Are they, like, are they helping me leverage myself? Are, are they giving me anything that is actually helping me get there faster? That, that's all leverage is. Leverage doesn't change the situation. It just helps you get there quicker. It just helps Casey do it now instead of waiting three months for me to lose weight. So leverage helps you do it faster. It collapses the time you, you, you need to do the thing. And for you, the thing is getting into PT school. Is it your advisor? Y'all, there are some advisors that are great. There are a lot that are not. And it's not because they're bad people. It's simply because they haven't been through the process you're going through. So they're giving you what they read in the book or what they watched on YouTube, or what they might have heard a student say five years ago, six years ago, or what they may have been told by their employer to say because now they're an advisor, and clearly generic advice is the way to go, and that's how to stand out. It doesn't really make much sense to me, but if it makes sense to you, hey, so be it. So what do you want to leverage? That's the first skill. Casey, what are your thoughts on that first skill, bro? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest, well, I wouldn't say the biggest advice, just one piece of advice would be, not to feel like you're too good for it. I, and this might not be a, for a majority of people watching this because a lot of people are in the Facebook group using everything like, shoot, I'll use everything. Just give me something. But I know there's a pocket of people out there who, who might need this and feel like, well, hey, I'm a 3.7 student. What do I need to leverage? Or I'm a, I've been a 3.8 student my whole life. I don't, what do I need to leverage? But as soon as you get into PT school and you get that first bad grade, you're going to be like, shit, <laughs> I need to leverage something. So just knowing that you don't have to do it all by yourself, knowing that you can put your ego aside for a second, knowing that nobody has done it alone. Like Joseph said before, we haven't, um, Greg hasn't, Kyle hasn't, 
Um, think of the biggest names in any industry that you that you love and that you admire. Nobody has done it themselves. The biggest superstars, the biggest individual people who you see up front, they got massive PR teams behind them, massive management behind them, massive record labels, mass. They have people that they are what? Leveraging to do things easier and faster. So put the ego aside a little bit and know that it's okay to use help. It's okay to reach out. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to not do everything by yourself and, and say, oh, man, I got here all by myself. I did it all because of me. Like, no, nobody, nobody does that. And we certainly haven't. And, and you should not have to feel pressured to do it by yourself because a lot of anxiety, which we'll talk about in a second, may be coming from that. Oh, man, all this weight's on my shoulder. I don't have anybody to help me. I'm doing this all by myself. I thought I could do it. Now I'm struggling. Now I can't make it. Now I'm stressed. Now I'm overwhelmed. Now PT is not for me. When all you really had to do was do what Joseph said and reach out and use leverage and not feel like you're too good for it. So that's, that's my little short snippet on that one. I know we got two others uh, to go through. So what's the second one? Second one, number two. Like, that first one made perfect sense. You're like, okay, got it, Casey and Joseph. Like, number two. Knowing what my emergency plan is on the days when crap hits the fan. Now, y'all listen, if you've had a day in the last week, I'm not even talking about the last year, the last week you had a day where crap hit the fan. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's literally, it might be as simple as, yo, Casey Joseph, like I had this day locked in for the GRE and I had everything planned around it. I had like a family trip that was like the week after because I was planning on celebrating and, and this and oh my, it was going to be so amazing. And then I actually got a worse score this time around. Crap hit the fan. Maybe, maybe you were applying and you were going through PTCast and, 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 and you submitted, you submitted your app. And then you realized afterwards there was something that you completely missed. And so it disqualified you. Crap hit the fan. Maybe you thought you were about to crush it with the class you were taking this summer. Dang, that final just ate you up. Crap in the fan. Maybe it's something more personal. Maybe it's something at work. Maybe it's just having a day where you're just like doubting yourself and having a low day. Just it feels like crap hit the fan. Well, the honest truth is we all have those days. Like don't let anyone ever deceive you into thinking that they don't. Don't let Casey and I deceive you into thinking that. Yeah, I know we're I know we're always like very positive, but we are human beings. We just know how to handle ours better than most. I had one of those days today where I, like, I, just, I just felt like, yeah, listen, put me in a bed, just cover me up, feed me chocolate and so I'm hot, hot, I don't know what, and then just let me sleep for the rest of the night. I had one of those days. And keep in mind, I had a lot to do today. I had a lot to do today. And yeah, I still got it done, but it was actually my wife who hit me up. And I put this on my Instagram story if y'all saw that. But when my wife hit me up, she's like, Joseph, like, let's meet up at the gym at 5 o'clock. I was like... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not today. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. Maybe. She, I mean, she, she, she understands, but she also, she means business. If y'all have followed her, y'all, she's like an athletic beast. She's an amazing health journey. Absolutely inspirational. If y'all want some inspiration, go follow her. But, 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 she, she got me to drive forty minutes to the gym, um, and it's a high intensity interval training gym that we go to. And, and I was like, oh my. And it's like y'all when I showed up I was I was dragging like I'm not even playing like I was like y'all just somebody just put me in the trunk or something and and I walked in there did not want to do it the first thing we did was a 1,000 meter run and I was like 
Uh, and so as we were doing it, I, I literally, like, so as, as we're going, like, she's like smoking me. Like, I'm like, yo, how am I, like, I can keep up with her. I was like, yo, how is she blowing me out of the water? She was locked in. So I was like, yo, let me just try to keep up with her and, and, and just like staying within a few yards and hopefully that, that'll do it. We get back, I'm already tired because I just was not in the mindset to work out. Like, and then literally halfway through the workout, it's a one hour, like, I, I think I burned like 700 some calories because that, that's, that's how you always leave. Like, it's, it's wild. But, but halfway through that one hour session, y'all, like, there's, it started to shift. Like, my, my energy started to change. Like, I, I started feeling like myself. So the way I am right now, I probably would have been in, would not have been able to do a live stream at this level had I not done that. Like, literally, by the end, I was like, let's freaking get it. Like, I was locked back in. I was back to being myself. But, but the honest truth is, like, that's my emergency plan. My emergency plan is her. Like, I know that when crap hits the fan, she's the first person I go to. And she's she's all-knowing and all-powerful. She just always knows what to do. I don't know. Like, it's it's some... Some some God given wisdom she has, but but the honest truth is like she's my go to person. But 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 for most of us, we don't know what our go to plan is. For you, it might be exercise. For you, it might be taking a walk. For you, it might be someone close to you, like a friend, someone you talk to. For you, it might be a certain community that you're a part of. For you, it might be having an accountability system. But what is it? Like literally, if we were to go back, if we were applying, we would always like we would literally say, "What is my emergency plan?" Because life happens. Life happens, and when crap hits the fan, the longer you stay down, it actually works against. So you have to say, what do I have to put up so that when literally, y'all, if this house caught on fire, if, if, if they did not force us to have the fire extinguisher, if they didn't force us to have all these windows where we could jump out of, y'all, listen, don't pray for a fire. I don't want a fire here. But, like, there's an escape plan. Like, there are things that we can do. Like, we know what to do step by step by step when that happens. Do you have that for yourself as a PCC? Do you? I mean, Casey and I are like, like we have that for ourselves. It's different for, 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 for both of us, but we have that for ourselves now. Like you're always going to need it. Do you have that? When your GRE like does not line up the way, like what's going to happen then? Are we going to spend like three months freaking out about it and maybe, and maybe even missing an opportunity to apply this cycle when you would have actually been able to move a few things around, set yourself up to actually be a good applicant now and just say, you know what, maybe... Maybe it's next year. And then next year happens. Maybe it's the year after that. You know what? Maybe PT is not for me. Is that what's going to happen? Are you going to see yourself as the only person that experiences that frustration? Y'all, listen. Casey and I talk to hundreds and hundreds of pre-PTs all the time in person, whether it's by call or messaging, to know that y'all got the same problems. And I'm not saying that in like any negative way. I'm saying that to let you know that the stuff you're going through, there's other people going through it. There's other people that have gone through it. And there's a lot of people that have come out on the other side, as overwhelming as they may feel. But the faster we can get on that other side, the better. The more you're actually able to get back into your groove, feel more like yourself, get back your mojo, and actually do the things that you need to do to get yourself accepted into a doctorate program. Do you have an emergency plan? Do you? Casey, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, I'll be quick on this one. My emergency plan is, well, number one is probably the beach. Because it's pretty close in the summertime. I don't know how how much longer I'm gonna have this. It's already uh, already August. It's gonna be freaking Halloween soon. So definitely going to the beach, just swimming, laying there. Um, our calls with Greg, our coach, on Wednesdays. Definitely get myself back on track if I'm feeling like, man, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like doing another live stream. 
I don't feel like working on the back end marketing stuff. I don't feel like, you know, editing essays, man, I can, it's just not it today. Like you said, that gets me back on track. Uh, gratitude is, is a huge one. Like sometimes if I happen to be working on our website or something and I glance at a testimonial, I might just, I might yeah. just watch it again for the 15th time. I know what they're going to say, but shoot, it'll pick me up. Like, that's why I'm doing this. That's why this opt-in page that seems irrelevant, I should be putting my time into. That's why I should be, you know, spending another, you know, two minutes on this paragraph that somebody sent us to help them with their essay so that in December, I can be smiling and celebrating that they got accepted to two schools because of those testimonials I saw. So those are like my, you know, smash the um, fire extinguisher thing, pull it out. Mm. you know, blow it down. That's, those are things that are key for my emergency plan. So think about yours, put them in the comments, YouTube, Facebook, podcast, text them to your friends, your accountability partners. Cause I think sometimes they might not even have any right now. This might be a completely new concept for a lot of people. So mm. it might not come to you so quick. You might not even know what it is. You might have to figure it out. So figure it out, take some time, talk to your friends about it and, and get a plan because you're going to need it um, all through your career. So that's, that's mine. That's number three. I love it. I love it. Number three, before we jump to number three, I have a question for y'all. Is fear good or bad? Like, is it good for me to have fear? Is it, that, that, that does it hurt me to have fear? Is it good or bad? I want you to really think about that. Fear is good. Okay. So we have it depends. We have both. But I want you to really ask yourself, it depends on how you use it. Y'all got it. Spot on. The last, the last thing that we would have, like, really, like, for, for tonight, the last skill that we would really focus on mastering, not, not just understanding. I think, I think as students, we're taught how to understand, right? So if I teach you, hey, this is how you play basketball. Like, you can understand how the game of basketball is played. Don't mean you can actually play ball. You have to actually put in work and actually master. Like, and mastery comes from repetition. But, but we want to show you the, the three keys or the three things that we just like, we were just talking earlier tonight. It's like the, the three things we're like, no, is if we just started focusing on mastering these, it would have put us so much further ahead. Like, like it just put us so much further ahead. And the last one is understand that fear is both good and bad and how to properly. And then also knowing how to cause, how to conquer the cause of anxiety. So fear, y'all nailed it right on the money. So, so much, much respect. Like, Fear is, fear is good. Y'all listen, like when I'm driving on the highway, y'all realize that it's fear that's causing me to pay attention, right? So if I was not afraid on the highway, I would be driving, I'd probably close my eyes, like recline the seat back, and I'd, be, I'd probably die. But, but the honest truth is, I'm afraid of crashing. So because I'm afraid of crashing, that fear is actually good. It keeps me alive. The fear of some crazy Floridian merging into the lane to my right elicits some fear. So that fear motivates me to look a few times before I switch over the lane. Y'all, listen, fear is a good thing. It's also a bad thing. It really does depend. And, and what I want you to realize is as, as a pre-PT, if you're finding yourself afraid, like assess, like what are you really afraid of? Don't just tell me I'm afraid of this cycle. That's pretty general. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid that you're going to miss the deadline for your PT cast app? Well, that might be a good thing. Might, might give you a little little perspective and a little focus. 
Maybe you're afraid that you don't understand everything that you need to understand about the application process. Maybe you're afraid that you won't understand how to navigate the GRE. That might actually be a good thing if you really don't. And that's when we got to take action. That's when you have to ask yourself, who am I going to look to? Is it, is it these two guys, this Casey and Joseph guy, and their coaching program? Is it, is it like peers I have? Is it a mentor I have? Is it like, what is it going to be? But it can also be a bad thing. Like if, if, if we're so afraid of everything like, like going to crap for, for reasons that are like outside of our control, then it can actually be a bad thing because it actually turns into the next part, anxiety. And we've talked about this before. Anxiety, like I, th- I think I did a live stream so, like with, with Casey like, probably like two months ago. And we literally said that anxiety and excitement have the exact same physical response, nervousness. Whether your hands get a little sweaty, Unless some of y'all get the clammy hands, right? When your hands are a little sweaty, I mean, it happens. Whether it's like you just like your heart racing a little bit, whether it's breathing a little shallow, and you know, trying to trying to get your ish together. Well, yeah, okay, you might actually be excited. Like you might be misinterpreted. But the biggest thing with anxiety is you told yourself that the worst possible scenario is bound to happen, and you've chosen to believe it. And at the end of the day, it's what your driving force is. And, and if it becomes too big, you actually freeze. To think about it almost like a giant or like, uh, y'all listen, if I saw like a massive bear, I wouldn't know it. Like, I'd be like, y'all, I'm going to die. Right? So I'd probably freeze because I think it's massive. I watched, what, like, I watched like YouTube videos. So, like, my wife loves bears. Like, it's, it's, it's borderline. Like, I don't understand it completely, but I love her, so I'm cool with it. But, but I would not want to be next to a bear. So if there's a massive bear that, like, I would freeze. Like, it's too overwhelming. Like, I can't outrun it. Like, that thing is mad. Like, it, it hunts for a living. So I'm not going to be able to uh, outrun it. I can't out, like, maneuver it. So I'm just going to freeze. And if you let that anxiety build up too much, if, and, and, and there's, y'all, anxiety is so real. Like, don't, don't let anybody tell you differently. But, but there's different levels of it. And if, if it's at the level where we actually get someone, like, to actually help us, like a, a professional, then do it, please. Just don't let it be what holds you back from taking action as a man. Because fear, y'all, when fear, when fear is pushing you towards what you want, a phenomenal. That joint can't light a fire up your behind like nothing else. Y'all, when I'm afraid that I'm gonna sleep in the next day and and, and miss my first eval, like y'all listen, I set an alarm, like it, it leads to action. Good fear leads to action. Bad fear leads to stagnation or movements or activities that are pulling you away from what you want. So if you're trying to get into PT school, ask yourself, yo, if I had this fear, like which, like it only can land in two pots. It can only land in the pot of, yo, this is actually pushing me to worth getting in. Like I'm making movements. I'm getting direction. I'm getting clarity. I'm in the accepted system. I'm doing this on my campus. I'm doing this. I'm doing my observation hours. I'm like, yo, I'm killing it because I'm afraid. Okay, cool. But but on the other side, if it's pulling me away, if it's leading me to freeze and do and, and get overwhelmed, then it's actually bad and it's turned into anxiety. And we have to start understanding. Yeah, good, good fear always leads that. Good action. But you have to decide what do I want? Because the reason why we're even doing this last year, yeah, like we can go back in time, but we're already, we ain't never gonna apply yet anyway. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to everything we wish we would have had, everything we wish we would have understood. And if you can start saying, yo, I need to check myself. I need to look in the mirror 
and be real with myself as to where I really am, that's the only way we can start moving forward. Don't be boxed in by advisors. Don't be boxed in by faculty. Don't be boxed in by family. Don't be boxed in by the system. Don't be boxed in by a lot of, like, some PTs are even throwing y'all off. Like, don't be boxed into thinking you have to be this generic, like, version of you that's not even really cute. That's actually, like, leading to you having more anxiousness about the application process than, act, than, than, than like, push to act. Y'all listen, like, we, we understand that it's overwhelming. It's a big transition. But use your to your advantage. And if you're finding yourself stuck and you're like, oh, like, this is actually, you know, like, reach out to us. Like, let's talk. Let's see where you're at. Let, let's see how we can help y'all. We deal with this all the time. Like, this is, this is what we do. Like, we treat patients by day and then we take care of frequency by day and night. Like, it's like, I don't know, we're like living multiple lives. Like, like then this is what we do. But, but let's address it because if you do want to get into people, like, don't guess. Don't put yourself in a position where you're having, like, about, the worst case, like, y'all, we, it, it, it's all action-based. It's all action-based. Like, if you're like, yo, I want to take that leap ASAP, like, I want to think, okay, cool, reach out to us, let's talk, let's hear where you're at, and we'll tell you how we can help you and get you out there. But Casey, as wrapping it up, man, what are your thoughts, boss? Yeah, I have two book recommendation, audio book recommendations. You can even YouTube this like I do and, and see, like, you know, those little cliff note videos of the books. So one is um, Flinch, or I think it's The Flinch by Julian Smith, Julian with an E, I-E-N. Um, and the other one is Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. Ooh. I know it's weird. It's weird. It sounds like you've heard of that book before, Joseph. Okay. Now, now, The Flinch is really just talking about stuff that hasn't happened yet, like taking a cold plunge, you know, stepping in a cold shower. And, you know, somebody who's about to hit you who hasn't hit you yet, even in a car accident, if you're you know, a truck swerving over and you flinch, try to move. It's about stuff that hasn't happened yet, right? So with a lot of our fears, we've said this before, if you're watching this another time and you're a frequent fan of ours, we've said this before. A lot of your fears are stuff that hasn't happened yet. So to me, it's like PT cast is making you flinch. Your grade that you think you're gonna fail and your anatomy test is making you flinch. The GRE is making you flinch. PT cast is making you look like a punk. That's what I really feel like. Like the, you know, the test you're about to take, your fear of not getting in, is making you flinch. It's punking you out. This application cycle is pump, punking you out, mm. and you're flinching with stuff that hasn't even happened yet. Is it a real fear? Can it really hurt you? Of course. Do you need to be prepared? Yeah, of course. That's what Joseph just said. But a lot of times you're being punked, and you're being punked so bad that you don't get accepted. So, so you know, Google that book. And kind of read it, watch the videos, kind of see what it's really saying and apply it to your life. The second one is why zebras don't get ulcers. Basically, another perspective of, of what Joseph was saying. We have to use all of this energy, all of this fear to our advantage. Because if not, that's, that's what animals in the wild do. They, they use it and they either uh, fight or they flight. But a lot of times, us, we have that same fear and the same physiological responses are happening in our body. But we're laying in bed, staying up till 3 a.m., while that cortisol is building up, then we make, wake up the next morning and we don't have any energy to fight for PTCAS, to flight from our real fears, because we're just sitting there not using it for what it's intended for. So we need to use this fear. We need to use these phys uh, physiological responses for the right actions to get accepted, as opposed to not getting accepted. So, so Google those, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers and, uh, and The Flinch by Julian Smith. It's just going to give you a little 
different perspective. It'll shake you up a bit. But apply that to your application process. Don't let PT school punk you. Don't be looking like no punk. And if you don't want to, if you need some people behind you, if you need a squad to roll deep so it don't punk you, we got that. It's behind Joseph's head. 3PT grind, the accepted system. We roll deep. We got you. We won't let it punk you. We won't let you make we 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 won't let PT cast make you look like a fool. Because that's what a lot of you are afraid of. A fool in front of your family, your friends, your peers. Let's not make that happen. So that's my little two cents on on number three. So that's you and y'all like, yo, this was so good tonight. Cool. I just need help with the messages for right now. Don't even wait till tomorrow because your application ain't listen, it ain't gonna wait for you. It ain't gonna wait for you. So let's help you out now. Let's lock in. Let's freaking get it. Don't get punked by PT Cast. Y'all listen, if you want to get into PT school, it's for you. Let's get it. If that means joining the accepted system, good. If that means getting on the phone with us, good. like whatever it's going to be that's going to make sure that you're locked in as an applicant, y'all. Is it really worth it to you? Like, I mean, if you're doing this as like a little hobby, I, I, I get it. But, but if this is your life, then you have to make some real life decisions as to what it really is worth to you. And if you don't know what that is yet, you might have to like really, really self-check what this whole process is. Because this ain't a game. I mean, this is our life. This is your life to be, if you want it to be, of course. It's up to you. So message us. Let's talk. Let's get you locked into PT. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question for you. Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping pre-PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all, our audience. So if you could take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, and tell your friends about Pre-PT Grind, we would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.